Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps yeah. Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Did y'all boys not get the memo? Top G. Go see the Top G, as uh, CJ has so dubbed Billy Richmond at the Wing Guru. Best wings in town, in the world. My go-to is the garlic sriracha. You're going to find these premium flavors, these exotic flavors, nowhere else other than the Wing Guru. They've been doing it big, locations all around Memphis. Best wings in Memphis. Get out there today. 5699 Mount Moriah, the original location, now in Collierville, out in Millington, down in Houston now. So spread out all over the map. That's because these flavors, all 21 of them, are so good. So try them for yourself. John mentioned his go-to, the garlic sriracha. Try that Triple J. Especially as these Grizzlies are streaking. Jaron Jackson Jr. blocking shots. Try his flavor. Uh, you will absolutely love it. I like the Nashville hot. And if I'm not mistaken, we still got playing time in January. They got 13-piece party wings for $11.99. That's a great deal. Billy Richmond, the former Tiger basketball player, is the top G. Uh, that's because he's taken over in this chicken game. When you see him in these Memphis streets... You tell them that Jason and John sent you. All right, so you were telling me, as we are uh, looking towards the future, Trista Crick's going to join us at 125, and we'll get her thoughts on the Grizz, what they're doing, and where this leads, and, and all of that That's with right. her at 125. But it's, uh, for the majority of us, with only how many teams remaining? Eight. Eight teams remaining. For the majority of us, it's time to look on and into the future. For some of us, we've been here for quite some time. Um, what, 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 what do you see, sir? Uh, the Athletic, Dane Brugler over at The Athletic has done, uh, after last night's game, a mock draft 2.0. Very exciting. Uh, certainly exciting for me since Chicago Bears have the number one pick. We've spent a little bit of time discussing what the Bears should do. But I've also got the Raiders pick in here. Um, he's got a whole mock draft, I think, all the way through the first few picks of the second round. And so... Uh, informative, perhaps, on what will happen at the top of the draft. And there at number one, uh, Brugler has a trade. Now, he puts into his – he projects trades into his slot. Some mock drafts 
don't do this type. You see with Kuiper and all that, they don't worry about that. Even if the word is that that team might or or is likely to trade out of the spot, uh, Dane does do that. And so he's got the Bears trading out of the spot. We mentioned this before the break. This is my target team in terms of doing a deal with with the Indianapolis Colts. And his projected trade for that number one pick for the Colts to come up from four is a the number four pick. Obviously, the Bears would slide down to that, get number 35, and a 2024 first-round pick from the Colts, which could be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. First-round pick in 2024 from the Colts if Bryce Young is the – Starting quarterback for them? I mean, yeah, how, I mean, how good are the Colts next season? Probably on the outside of the playoffs looking in, aren't they? 100%. Jags are the new team in the AFC South, and so we'll see. Uh, but he has the Colts moving up after that deal and selecting Bryce Young, the uh, you know very light Bryce Young, a very slight of frame Bryce Young. But we do like everything else about him because he checks all the other boxes with the accuracy, uh, the acumen, and everything, the poise and everything else. With the number two pick, which Lovey, the Houston Texans have Lovey Smith and Davis Mills to thank for the fact that it's number two and not one, he's got the Houston Texans taking Will Levis. So, John, maybe a guy that you had pegged at seven off the board already yep. going off the board to the Houston Texans having to take what I guess, I guess most would think is, I don't know, a lot of people have C.J. Stroud as the second-best quarterback. So, to some, this might be a surprise, Will Levis above Stroud. Is that a surprise to you? It is, yep. I don't think it's going that way. But maybe he'll maybe Will Levis will dazzle in his pro day. He writes, Levis didn't have the senior season many expected with a new play caller and a subpar supporting cast compared to the previous year. Some evaluators will say those are excuses. Uh, others see it more as an ex- explanation. Regardless, the traits, both physical and mental, are impressive and will lead several NFL teams to believe he is QB1 in this class. Folks believe Will Levis could be the best quarterback in this class? Wow. Uh, I am not one of them. Uh, at number three, he's got the Arizona Cardinals taking Will Anderson, the edge rusher out of Alabama. Number four, after Bears have moved down for the trade with the Colts, he's got them selecting Jalen Carter, the DT, out of Georgia. And then it's wide open. Uh, he's got the Panthers coming up in a trade with Seattle, uh, taking C.J. Stroud, uh, the number five for number the, the pick. Uh, his projected trade, the number five for the 993 and 2024 first-round pick so that the Panthers can come up and select C.J. Stroud, who, by the way, announced this week that he will be in the draft. Would have been silly not to be. I don't care what Ohio State can offer. If you're a top-five pick in the draft, you've got to go. And then number seven, we'll get to the uh, relevant teams, or at least relevant to us. The Las Vegas Raiders, who are moving on from Derek Carr, it certainly seems and appears, Brugler has the Raiders taking not a quarterback, but an offensive tackle, Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. John, does that make sense to you? Or is that is that a team that's picking a, uh, an offensive tackle because they're going to be bringing Tom Brady in? I mean, and they that's the only him. way that makes sense. I mean, that's the literally only the only way it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but not going to get your quarterback of the future in a that's draft. That, that's, that's the issue. It's like okay. You draft an offensive lineman, and this is true not just for the Raiders, but for any franchise. It's, it's, what kind of shape y'all's lying in? Is it? Is it how many do you need? You got Parham up there, and I think the other guy I read about is pretty good. Uh, there's another guy up there that's highly, highly regarded. Yeah, is it your, like Emmanuel. I can't say his name. Maybe that's him. I, I can't forget. So, so you got two of the five are pretty good, right? Yeah, Illuminor uh, or something like mm-hmm. that is his name. Um, Jermaine. Yeah, it was you that mentioned him the other day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I think if you're fundamentally if you're any team in that position, you have to ask yourself, like, okay, I'll I'll fix my offensive line, and and and, and it does. He's matter. a free agent. 
the guy you just Illuminor. Yeah, they probably need to bring him back. But um, I, I think it, I think it matters. You know, long term, do you have to have trenches figured out? Yes, but you, you can't. It does. It doesn't matter if you don't have a, a quarterback. You know, I mean, you can have the best offensive line, and or you know, or look, I, maybe I'm contradicting myself here because Brock Purdy. I mean, it's not like anybody would ever sit there and say that Brock Purdy is this franchise quarterback, but dude looks like it. He's, he's probably not, but in that in that system in that organization, he is. So. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where you have to kind of build it backwards. You kind of have to get the offensive line done first, and then you can figure out a quarterback in the later round. Maybe you can find one, um, or you can do the free agency thing. So I don't know. If, I, if he's great, I'm all about it. If it's another leather leatherwood deal, you know, I don't know. We don't we don't really have enough info yet on on how well this regime drafts. Uh, number eleven. Other relevant teams in terms of picks will move on down. The Tennessee Titans. Brugler's got them taking. Offensive tackle Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Here's what he writes for you Titans fans wondering what you might do with that 11 pick. Depending upon what the Titans do in free agency, this could be a very offensive line-focused draft. Nine years ago, the franchise used the number 11 pick on a promising left tackle named Taylor Lewan, who became a pro bowler. With Lewan looming as a potential offseason cut, history could repeat itself here and land Jones in Tennessee. Uh, anybody from that, that Georgia team is going to be an absolute monster uh, and I'm, I don't have Broderick Jones' uh, uh, numbers in front of me in terms of uh, uh, height and weight, but he's got. I'm, I'm imagining that he is one of them, especially if you're talking about taking him number 11. And that makes some sense, especially if that if that franchise is ready to move on from Lewan. And man, it has been nine years. It's been that long since they took Taylor Lewan. Uh, moving on down, here's one that's interesting. Again, he does projected trades proposed, and in this case, he's got the Detroit Lions coming up. Uh, to 15 to select Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. You do feel like in this draft somebody's going to make a run at trying to get him. Yeah, he's intriguing. High. He's intriguing, and and I think because of his package, you know, the the whole package there with him, he will be a guy that, it, you know, yeah, somebody will 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 move up and and, and get him. It would it just makes sense to get somebody if you're the Detroit Although Lions to put behind golf to learn. I don't love him. I don't love him. Oh, I'm I'm with you. That's why I said somebody. Yeah. I'm not. I don't particularly love Richardson. Either, but that'd be a situation where you go in, you learn behind golf, and then maybe maybe it works out. Um, after that trade, he's got the Packers trading, uh, uh, taking a, a defensive lineman with the 18th pick. Uh, other interesting things of this in terms of the the rest of the way, and of course at the end, we're not going to know how that shakes out. But he's got Dallas taking a nose tackle out of Baylor, uh, the Cowboys there, and then again with that first pick of the second round that should have belonged to the Chicago Bears. But they traded it to get Chase Claypool. Yeah, they got old Mike Tomlin taken. This is essentially a first round pick. Yep. Uh, Trenton Simpson, a linebacker out of Clemson, um, said, how, "How much do you love getting him, super athletic linebacker out of Clemson, over having Chase Claypool?" That's like we we're talking about. Mike Tomlin always wins. He would be winning there. So, pretty, some interesting stuff. There'll be yeah. a run on quarterbacks, pretty high. Seems like Will Levis might go. You know. Higher than some than I certainly expected. I thought he'd be the third quarterback off the board behind C.J. Stroud and yep. Bryce Young. So that'll be interesting to see. And then, of course, to see if the Raiders decide to go another direction in quarterback. Yeah, I think that's on the table. While we're on the subject of football, I did want to mention this before we get to Trista Crick. Um, the, the University of Memphis has been very busy in the transfer portal. We I see, Ryan. We've talked about the losses from Prescorn and Lewis and Javon Ivory and Cameron Jackson, all these guys likely 
I mean, for sure Power 5, likely SEC. They did get another Power 5 commitment, though, uh, in the form of Josh Ellison, defensive lineman from Oklahoma. Did play in all 12 games last year for Oklahoma, 13 tackles, a sack, and a quarterback hurry. Played in all 36, or excuse me, 36, not all 36, but 36 games during his, uh, his career with Oklahoma. That's now 11 Power 5 transfers okay. that have committed to Memphis. And I think this just sort of gives you a window into how this is going to look uh, in the future moving forward. Like, if, if, if I had just, you know, taken you right now and I dropped you off in 2012, Memphis got 11 Power 5 transfers. What the hell? How did that happen? You know? It's the new world where you're going to have to, and it's not easy, but you're going to have to identify guys who will be hungry guys who will look at Memphis as an opportunity that maybe they didn't get a chance to prove themselves at a higher level and that they're going to come in here with the right mentality. I think that's it's going to be guys like this. I don't know. His numbers are are non-existent practically. I mean, 13 tackles, uh, half a, uh, a sack. I mean, that's that's nothing. But maybe that's simply because he was buried in the depth chart because there was NFL talent there. I don't, I don't know those answers. You know, and I think that's the that's the way now that Silverfield and his staff are going to have to evaluate. But I just want to make sure I've got this right. We've been working along the – it's not an assumption. Larry Beach told us that mm-hmm. they don't have as much to offer with NIL as everyone else. That's In fact, fact, they're not yeah. where they want to be. That's correct. And we, we he addressed that by saying you would lose players because of it uh, come December, and we've seen guys walk out. What, what I, I, I'm, I'm saying that to say this. How good are these Power Five transfers? If you don't have a ton to offer NIL wise, you're not beating out other schools. You're not. You're, you're certainly not beating out Power Fives. True. So, and if these guys were capable of contributing, if the majority of them were, I'm sure. I mean, when you've got eleven of them, yeah, a couple of these guys hopefully are going to pan out. Yeah. But but if 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 a majority of them were, why would they not have better offers to go to? Power five schools in these instances no, you know, I, I, because I, Memphis is not working with a situation like they are in basketball where you can put plunk down the the NIL money for a Kendrick Davis. You're, you're not supposed to be competing at a level, right? At least from what we've been told and what we know. Fair, it's that's not a, what we've been told. Fair to point out, you're like, why? That, basically, why well, is this guy available? Getting, right. Well, that'd be my point. If if there wasn't a, a better offer, because yeah. you'd figure, and if there wasn't a better Memphis offer, doesn't have a huge one to offer you. In no, this they sense. don't. It's one of the reasons they've lost players. They they clearly don't. Um, so I think that's a that's a that's a fair so, question. So what I would say is it probably means that the the likelihood that it's a majority of these guys that pans yeah. out is low. No, it is low. You, you, you just hope that you know four, five, six of them do. Yeah. can be it's kind guys of, that are know, contributing right away. It's kind of like you know why didn't Paxton Lynch have Power Five offers out of high school, right? Like somebody missed something along the way. You know maybe he wasn't properly evaluated, properly used. This kid, uh, you know, he's not really a kid. He's a, you know he's a grown man, Josh Ellison. You know. But but now everybody's looking. No, you're right. I, everybody's looking at the I portal. You're not the only, yeah. You're not the only one they, looking out they, there looking for those. They see something that oh clearly they do. Others but, don't. I mean that's what you're gonna have to tell yourself is that they had they they see some potential that other teams do not. No, I'm not gonna fault him for bringing. Yeah. He needed to do you this. To. We said you you in a way that you haven't before. You need to go out there and pull more out of the portal uh, than you have. And so essentially he's done that. You're still replacing a whole lot. Uh, hopefully the number in terms of the turnout here of guys that are actually contributing, is relatively high. But no, I, I do think you bring up a good point. Like, there isn't a company in question with every one of these guys that you bring in, knowing what we know about Memphis and sort of their struggles with the NIL. Like, why didn't he have, you know, 
he clearly came to Memphis taking less than you know the the median. So what what why is that? Because he's not good? Is it because he's like you know I don't know I don't know. We'll find out. Um, there's not a whole lot to go on. Mm-hmm. Like all these guys that they're bringing in were like little used. You know these power five guys were were little used. Like Toski Dove, like he didn't, which is a hell of a name by the way. Toski Dove. Um, he had like you know two hundred something yards last year. So I could also see where there's just not like a market for the guys that don't have big stats, where schools are like, how how could I even know how much to get? How do I even know? How do I even begin to guess? So you go to Memphis and you say, hey, I like what the you know Seth Hennigan's doing, and and uh, I think there's opportunities there to be on TV and maybe win the league. I I, I mean that's that's my best crack at it. I don't know. Because I don't think all these guys are getting out of NIL. They can't be. I don't think Memphis is giving every kid NIL to you. Well, if you were, you could have kept some more of what you, you – you, Right. You, see, you could have piled yeah. some of that up and maybe keep a, some of the, these guys like a preschool or whatever else. Realize yeah. now when you're as I mean, targeted I, I as he they, was. I think they could have done something, you know, with him, but I don't think they could come close to, you know, same probably for Cameron Jackson. I mean, when you start talking about Florida and Ole Miss, I mean, you're just – Right, they, they, they price you out. Very quickly. Um, I don't know – I don't know where Eddie Lewis and Javon Ivory are going. Although I did hear a hundred thousand for uh, both of those, is what they're in the neighborhood of wherever they wind up. And you know, Memphis clearly said, "Could we do it? Probably not. But even if we could, Ivory was second in receptions, even though it wasn't some monster year. And and folks are offering him a hundred. I heard six figures. That's what I heard. Yeah." So it's it's I mean that's what I'm saying about this NIL thing, man. It's a bubble. If guys like that are getting six figures, I mean, there's just no way this. I mean, the the, the mere fact that anybody was entertaining CJ Stroud going back to college was stupid, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like it's never yeah, going to well, be that. You know, that was, Fitzy said the rumors were out there. Yeah, that, like, that got killed yesterday. You don't you don't go back to college over going to the NFL. Like that's not the way it works. But not when you're a top five. I do think that schools are out here paying a lot of money right now, and it's like the wild wild west. And I know that's a cliche, but it is. You know, the gold rush. And then the market will settle, and uh, it'll be different. But for now, this is the game you're going to have to play. Like, Ryan's over. And, and every school like Memphis, every school that's not in the party is going to have to be better than everybody else at evaluating these guys that don't get used at the at the Power 5 level. That's the way it's going to go. Because well, the, the guys under Memphis aren't, you know, they're probably not going to be good enough physically or athletically. Like you're not gonna reach down into the, you know, um, I don't know what is it, how many conferences are even worse. I don't even know because I mean the Sun Belt's actually good, mm-hmm. but you're not gonna reach into the bottom of the Sun Belt and say, "Hey kid, come start for me at left guard." Probably not, but but this AAC is getting worse too. So I don't know. I don't even know anymore. The landscape is like constantly shifting. I don't even know where the AAC ranks right now in terms of con- like power of conference. As long as we've got Tulane leading the way. That's true. We got Tulane. Coach Fritz. We got, we got Tulane, man. Torchbearer. <laughs> Who else? Maybe at some point we'll be able to pass them on the on the list. Tulane. Imagine that. Tulane. Being better than Tulane football. And basketball. Don't forget. Don't you remind Tulane me. Tulane basketball got one on Memphis this year. Tulane's athletic program right now, you got to give them the edge over Memphis. It's true. It makes it makes me sick to do it. 
I yeah, mean, you're not giving that basketball program the edge, though, because they've got two home wins over Memphis the last two seasons. Well, Talk to me come tournament time. I hope I, I hope I get to do that. I hope I get to do that. Then that we're talking about Memphis in the first round of that thing. Well, Kendrick Davis just saved you. That's right. Got to for gotta, now. Got to stay alive. All right, we'll come back. Trista Chris going to join us on the other side. Uh, talk to her about the NFL, the NBA, and more. But before we do that, how about you go see our friends at Shoot Three Sixty? It's an awesome place. Sean Livingston, who you of course know as uh, the former Golden State Warrior, they have this set up in the uh, Warriors facility. All this technology that's here in Memphis. Sean Livingston called it a Disneyland for basketball. If you don't believe him. Don't believe me? Go check it out for yourself. Uh, it is really awesome, all the technology they have set up out there, interactive drills for your young one. And, and look, even if you're not a young one, maybe you just want to, like, shoot around and say you got better at basketball. It's perfect for you as well. Six-month memberships uh, starting at 150 a month are available. It's right here in Memphis. It's called Shoot 360. That yeah, can be so beneficial, especially if we're talking first, second, third grader. You've got a son or a daughter who's just starting out in basketball. You don't want them in the backyard figuring out how to put that jumper together on their own. You want them doing it the right way, uh, building it from the foundation up. Shoot 360 going to do that for you. got a bunch of membership packages out there as well, uh, something that can fit every budget. And, again, we're talking their unlimited access to their state-of-the-art training equipment, the development coaches, the weight training. They've got everything you need out there, even for the kiddies that need it, the uh, the eight-foot goals out there. So we're just talking about fun, can do that. If you're talking about getting better, well, they specialize in that. It's the future of basketball training in Memphis. The future is now out at Shoot 360. You need to go see them out at 85 Mark Center Drive in Cairo. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Is a host on BetMGM tonight. Catcher on the Heat Check podcast. 
member of the Odyssey family. She joins us every single Tuesday. She joins us now. What's up, Trista? We got you. Hold up. We them boys. Well, that's right. Big D energy. Yeah, boy. The mush continues. I tweeted right before the game, Dallas is going to lose this game. Trust. And I knew as soon as I tweeted that, when I went to the books and Dallas went three and out and I could go ahead and get Dallas on the money line at minus 115, that's what I did, guys. That's what I did. Very good. I, I got to tell you, that was a little nerve-wracking at the beginning of that game. You're like, oh, here we go. Here's the ver- here's this version of Dak and Dallas that we're getting. But then you realize, like, Tampa and Tom Brady suck. They are cooked. They suck. They are so cooked. The thing that I thought was the most surprising from that game – especially considering that Dallas was allowing 150 yards on the ground. But Leonard Fournette and Rashad White couldn't do anything on the ground whatsoever. And then the formula that I think we all knew had to be the case in order for Tampa to lose and Dallas to prevail was that Micah Parsons and this D-line needed to get pressure on Tom Brady. I thought that they would need to get him on his back, but the fact that they only had – two sacks, and he was under duress the entire day where he wasn't able to find his receivers. He was throwing ducks into the ground. That was very surprising. So Micah Parsons was exactly who he was in the first, like, seven, eight weeks of the season, which he needed to be in order for them to win that game. But I think, actually, it would have been closer if Tom Brady wouldn't have thrown that pick in the end zone. They would have scored there. It would have been a much closer back-and-forth game, I think. I'm not asking – you know, if he's going to, because, you know, the teams are going to line up, they're going to try to get him to do it. But should Tom Brady call it quits? Should that have been the last time we've seen him on a football field? What do you think, Tristan? Ah, no. I kind of like him in the league, you know? It's, it's like when LeBron has to hang it up. I don't think I'm ready to say goodbye yet. And for him to have this type of a year and go out like that, when he blew his entire life up, lost his family. Yeah, I know he's got a new girlfriend. He's probably in her 20s. I'm sure that's fun right now. But when he puts his head on his pillow at night, I bet he misses Giselle. And so if you're going to lose all that to play one dismal year under Todd Bowles and Byron Lefwich, man, I don't know if that's worth it. I think the demons are going to come calling. And if I was him, I'd want to distract myself a little more by putting the work in. Yeah. Um, so if that's where we are, and 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 look, I don't I don't know that he has it anymore, honestly. Uh, but if that's where we are, where would you go if you're him? Oh, I think that there's a few good spots. So number one, I would say that the Jets are interesting, but the weather isn't great, right? But they have a good defense, top five defense in the league. They have a pretty good offensive line. Brees Hall is really good. Michael Carter is pretty good. They have some weapons. I think that Tom Brady, if he's even close to where he was two years ago, could get the ball not only to Garrett Wilson but to Denzel Mims if he's going to be playing, right? They've got some tight ends and C.J. Uzama who are pretty good. So I think that's an interesting fit. There was another one. I think Miami's – Interesting, except for you look at that fit with the defense, and the defense is not good. 
it's I don't think they're going to be able to lead the way for him. So that's complicated, right? Like you do have all those playmakers on offense, but let's be honest. So so did he have those in Tampa? So that's not necessarily a a perfect fit, even though I think he would be great in in Miami. Like I think he wants to be somewhere warm, and then of course. It, like probably the ultimate fit, the ultimate I'm coming home story is him to play for the Niners. Let Brock Purdy learn from him. And he's got a top five defense in the league. I mean, and not five, not four, not three, not two, right? I mean, it's, you got Nick Bosa back there and a bunch of dudes that can put pressure on the quarterback and stop runner, r- running um, running back, stop guys in all different ways. But also he's got a ton of playmakers. You know, you've got, the kind of guy that Brady likes in George Kittle, right? That's his. That would be his new Gronk. Mm-hmm. You've got Debo who can do all these different things. And then you have a play caller who's, quite frankly, probably the best X's and O's guy in the NFL in Kyle Shanahan. And I think if he can do what he's doing with Brock Purdy, I think he can do that with Tom Brady, don't you? I don't think Brock Purdy is, even with Tom Brady declining, I don't think Brock Purdy is a better quarterback than, than TB12. I'd, I'd be curious to see, just based on how well Brock Purdy's done, not knowing their plans with Trey Lance, if they if Shanahan would be like, you know what, I, I could I could do it without Tom Brady too. I'm with you that it, it seems mm-hmm. perfect and Tom would have the weapons. I just wonder, based on what you saw last night, and the man looks like he just doesn't want to be touched, he doesn't want to be tackled, if it's if it's even worth it for the Niners. Since we're on Niners and we're talking Cowboys, we'll just it, it puts us perfectly right on that on that game. I've seen – what three and a half in terms of San Francisco mm-hmm. being favored in that one? Are you you leaning a certain way here? You like that number? You not like it? How you feeling about that game? I need to dig into the numbers uh, a little bit more in terms of that matchup. What I will say in terms of not the side but props because I've actually made more money in the playoffs in props than I have in sides or totals. Okay. Kind of crazy. Um, every single over except for last night hit, but that was even a bad beat, right? Because you have Brett, Brett Maher missing, yes. you know, all those extra points. That that should have gone over. That should have been, you know, a forty-nine point total. But I mean, I look at what Ezekiel Elliott it did against the Tampa Bay front, and how Vita Vea was just in his mix all night, right? Same thing with Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard played pretty well, though, but I don't think Zeke's going to be able to run on the Niners' defense if he wasn't able to do it you know, in between the tackles against Tampa Bay. So I'll probably be taking Zeke unders. That'll be interesting to me. I think you're going to see some of the same stuff where it's very clear that Dak loves, and that was, I actually ended up winning a first touchdown prop, which I don't often play, and I certainly don't often win, was Dalton Schultz's first touchdown. Dak loves Dalton Schultz. Yes, he does. He likes Ferguson, too. He likes, you know, tight ends of all different ranges and calibers. But Dalton Schultz is his security blanket. He loves him. 90, 95 yards receiving on, like, what, in nine catches? Eight, nine catches? So, yeah, two touchdowns. So I'm going to go back to the Dalton Schultz well. Yeah. I'm going to look and see, you know, maybe some of the, the weapons that San Francisco can exploit Dallas's secondary. You know, I think that's going to be really interesting. Are they going to be able to get pressure on – on Brock Purdy the same way they did on Tom Brady? I don't think so because the offensive line is just much better. If he has time, I think giving the ball to, you know, getting the ball to Debo Samuel will be a thing. You know, saw what happened with Chris Godwin. So guys in the slot look at, you know, in terms of that for the Niners. I don't know I don't know how I feel about Brandon Ayuk yet. He's kind of a boomer bust guy, but I'm probably going to play a bunch of props 
Um, I'll probably look to stay away from Christian McCaffrey considering how bad the running back play was for Tampa Bay as well. Um, in terms of the rest, in terms of the rest of the weekend, um, how how real do you think the Jags are? I know we're coming off of a you know an unprecedented comeback. It feels like um, are, are like which version of them is closer to who they are? The first half or the second half? I think probably the second half is closer to who they were in the last, not only in the first five weeks of the season, but kind of the last month mm-hmm. of the season too. Their middle of the season was really bad. And I think, you know, you look at Trevor Lawrence and you say, well, this is kind of his first year because whatever Urban Meyer was doing, we can't even count. That's like a redshirt situation. So I think they're closer to that than they were to the first half. I don't think you're going to see Trevor Lawrence throw four picks again in a half. I don't think that's really how it's going to go. And he's a gamer. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to go down as, you know, probably a top five quarterback in this league, right? It's going to be one of a, a, like one of those generational, kind of on that Pat Mahomes, like the levels that we were expecting when he was at Clemson, right? So I think they're closer to that. But they are a very young team, too. And I think that they can get shook. And so what I would say is look at guys like Marvin Jones, who have been in this league for a really long time, to be a force, and Evan Ingram, to be a force of stability for Trevor Lawrence and and someone that he looks to early and often to get comfortable. Do you like, I mean, look, I have been betting on the Jags pretty much weekly for the last month and a half, <laughs> and I think I'm going to do it again this Same. week. Um, but, yep. I, but I just wonder, like, are we, are we dismissing Kansas City too easily here? I just think it what we're seeing outside of the Tampa game is that these games and and the competition level is closer than Vegas is, is putting a line at, right? I didn't think that Miami with Skylar Thompson was going to be able to compete with the the bills. And they found a way to turn, you know, Josh Allen over in a defense that was allowing, you know, 375 yards per game and, you know, got very opportunistic in playoff moments. So yeah, I, I do think that Kansas City is going to be much more focused than they have been all season, right? They've been playing with their food outside of maybe week 18. They haven't covered big numbers. I think they're covering those big numbers at like 20% this year. And then you've got Doug Peterson, who obviously he's not Andy Reid, but he has won a Super Bowl with less talent than he has now. And I think he's going to have a really good game plan to go after Kansas City because Kansas City's secondary has been very very vulnerable too. So it's going to be very interesting. I, I do think eight and a half, it was actually ten when it first opened, nine and a half, ten, which you know why the line's gone down is because it's just too many points against Kansas City. I think that the Jags can't compete. I do wonder about garbage time points, you know, if Kansas City is laying it on thick. But I'm, I'm probably going to end up just either playing Kansas City in a teaser and getting them right. at like, you know, minus right. two. I think that's an interesting way, an angle to play them, and also playing props. I, I think, honestly, you could tease both sides of yeah. that, and it hits. Yeah. I, I mean, I I'd be shocked. I mean, I, honestly, like, you could, some books will allow this. You could, you could tease the, the, the uh, you could tease the Chiefs. Tease them both together. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just, I, I think that's going to land there. I would be, I would just be shocked with the, because I don't think Kansas City's defense is, you know, I, I don't think they are a, a, a team that's just going to jump to, to, 
you know, to end you. Like, I think they're, they're going to let Jacksonville kind of hang around a little bit and run the ball and move the ball. So I just feel like, you know, if you get if you can find a middle two and a half to, you know, what would that be, you know, 16 and a half, if it lands on anything other than that, I would just be completely shocked. So I think you could tease both of those sides and be fine. My, my part- I also think, really through. quick, I also think uh, another thing to take would be Kansas City in the first half. You know, they get off to hot, hot, hot starts. They like to take the ball. Um, when given the opportunity, you know, the Jags, I don't know what their defer slash, you know, take the ball when they win the coin toss numbers are, but a lot of teams that are, you know, n- normal and they're thinking they like to defer to get the ball after halftime. I think Kansas City and, I, and Jags are one of the worst first half teams against the spread in the NFL. I think they're third worst. So I think Kansas City first half something to look at too. I think the early indications were when we discussed this game earlier that my partner was riding with laying the points uh, and, and bills on that Bengals-Bills game. What say you on that one? Is that one Joe Burrow's going to keep close? It's a field goal game, or you think Buffalo looks a lot cleaner uh, than it did and, 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 and more efficient than it did against Miami? Which way are you just sort of leaning right now? Well, I think the point that we should be concerned about is really the offensive line of the Bengals. Yep. That's number one. They're, they've lost multiple dudes. You saw one of their offensive linemen go out in the game against the Ravens, and he was allowing the most pressures, the most – he was getting the most holding calls in the NFL. He's horrible. Um, so he's out, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Joe Burrow got banged up in the second half, so I don't think he's completely healthy. That being said, and Buffalo is obviously a very tough place to play, but that being said, if the weather is okay, if Skylar Thompson was able to compete, I think that the Bengals will be able to compete. And that's really kind of how I see it. Obviously, the O-line for the Bengals is a big, big concern, and Joe Burrow's health is a big concern. But I think that there's going to be some defensive opportunities for guys like Jesse Bates and maybe somebody like some, somebody to redeem themselves, like an Eli Apple, to, to turn the ball over, to turn Josh Allen over. So I think this is going to be a better game than maybe people think. And we saw that in, in Cincinnati when they went up and scored, and it felt like it was going to be a very back-and-forth game. More injuries, obviously, to deal with there. Um, and guys coming back on the Bills' defense that weren't there. Um, but this obviously is going to be a very, very emotional game. Uh, we're talking to Trista Crick, uh, host of BetMGM Tonight, he joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. Got to talk NBA. Uh, a couple of things. Whoop. One, Rick Carlisle called the Grizzlies the greatest team on the planet. Did you hear that? On Saturday. Wow. I mean, that's high praise. Wow, you guys beat them up? Beat them up. And I got to say, I don't I – was, I was saying this earlier, I don't – it's not as fun for me – when everybody's like kind of crowning you, you exactly. know, it's just not exactly. That's why I've moved on, guys. Because everybody, we've already done the Lord's work. That's you right. Know? That's right. We've been putting the foundation down for the last twenty-four months. I've been on the Grizzlies since they, since really Tony Allen was since, on. This since team, they moved right? here from Vancouver, you've been on them. Correct. I've been on this team. I love the identity. <laughs> I love the way they play. Like I loved Mark Gasol. You know, Mike Conley Jr., Southpaw, fellow Southpaw. So I got, I'm, and they, when they drafted Jaw, I said, this is going to be a generational move, you know? So we've been doing all that. And now it's just time for you to take the crown. Now it's time for you to rip it off Golden State's head and tell them thank you, but it's our time now. Did you see that dunk, Trista? Jaw's over Jalen. Oh, my God. This is the best of his career, did, he said. Do you agree? Did you see? Yeah. Did you see what he quote tweeted after? Guys, did you see what he said? Which thing? What? No. He he quote tweeted that dunk, 
And he said, jump with me if you want to go viral. <laughs> oh, my God. He's right. Oh, my God. I like, see, I, th incredible. I think Joe Burrow's got some Ja Morant in him saying that, you know, the window is my whole career. Like, that sounded like something that Ja would say. But I, I'm with you. Yeah. No, when, when Ja says those kinds of things, you just, oh, my gosh, this dude, and he backs it up. I had to reread it multiple times. I was like, what is he? Oh, my God, is he meaning that? Yes, he is. Jump with me if you want to go viral. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, I think that the thing about Joe Burrow that's really interesting and Jaw is that people don't like that level of, mm -hmm. of blunt, Cockiness. you know, braggadocious, yeah. you know, swag. And they, they, a lot of people say, oh, John Morant needs to be humbled. Joe Burrow needs to be humbled. No, they don't. They're the franchise guys. They are the ones putting the whole team on their back. Joe Burrow got his team to the Super Bowl when I think they were slated to have four wins. You know, John ja, ja Morant is taking this team to heights faster than people have seen. So, no, that level of swag, that level of, of braggadociousness is contagious. And I think the whole team starts to get infected with that. And it's really hard to beat a whole team that has unwavering belief in itself. And the people who want to, to dim the light of, of stars like John Morant and Joe Burrow, they are lame. They have no life. And they really just need to go, need to go back to their mom's basement. Yeah, that's good advice. Go back to the basement. Back to the Love basement. Love it, Tristan. Appreciate your time as always. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we'll talk soon. Yep. yep. This is Tristan Crick, host of Betting Gym tonight. Uh, Join us every single Tuesday on the show. How are you telling John, Joe, humble yourself and you live in the basement? You live in the damn basement, bro. Get out the basement first before you talk to John, Joe. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, tell you this. Add this to your New Year's resolution on top of getting out of the basement. Win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in Vegas, so you will get the best odds anywhere as we get in to the playoffs. We're rolling, and uh, the, the, the numbers are posted up at Superbook. Really easy to use. Put some money down. Fun time. Specialized boosts and promotions at Superbook.com. May have one for the Grizz game tomorrow. Stay tuned. Make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Sports app now. Place your bets. Visit Superbook.com. For terms, conditions, gambling problem, call 1-800-889-97. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Eight, nine. Coming up Saturday, there's a free seminar out at 
Shelby Farms, the good folks at Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto are putting on, where you can learn about the home buying process, how much home you can afford, how to qualify for a home mortgage, loan programs, the local housing market. Get educated about it out at Shelby Farms. It's at noon until 2 at Shelby Farms in the Buffalo Room. You'll be glad you went. Yep, even if you're just starting to think about a home purchase, you're going to get, as John mentioned, an education. They're providing lunch. you got to do one thing. you got to register before Saturday. And it's very simple. Just email this address, info at livelovememphis.com. Again, that address, info at livelovememphis.com. You're going to put the word seminar in the subject line. What they're going to do is send you a registration link. Bam, you're going to be out there on Saturday. John mentioned it from noon to 2. This is a great opportunity, great resource for you. Jennifer Carson's in the best at what she does. She can show you that pathway to home ownership. Stop renting. That's our mission in life. Lower rentership in Memphis. Increase home ownership. You can be next. Get to the seminar. 901-625-5200 is how you can contact Jennifer Carsonson. It is the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agents. Yeah, that, that uh, Cowboys number is going to be really interesting. It's going between three and a half and four. Um, and I suspect it will continue to do that. I just think that's going to be a really tight one, man. It's going to be a super tight game uh, on Sunday. And, uh, look, uh, that could be – I mean, I know, I know Philly is going to have something to say about it, but if Dallas finds a way to win that one, they might, they might get through. Oh, boy, then Jerry and the crew will get real, real antsy. Might get through. They Three look teams. happy. Did you see Michael Irvin in the booth with them folks? Oh, yeah. Shaking all them old people's hands. NFC beast. Three teams in the divisionals. I once called it NFC Least. That was last year. Times have changed, brother. Yeah, you correct me and start the year. Looks um, like you were right to do so. Thanks to Tristan Creek for joining us on the show today. Thanks to Jessica Benson for hopping on as well. Gina and Jeffrey up next. Don't miss it. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t